Today, we're going to give Terry and Donna the week off as we get to share a beautiful testimony of parenthood from two people that we love so much, Bill and Deborah Mockabee. I hope you enjoy their story as they share several powerful pieces of advice to the parents out there. Our first one was born, and he dropped. You know, if you drop the pacifier, you got to boil it, sterilize it, and you know all that. If he grunts, you run into the room. Second one comes, you drop the pacifier, you rinse it off. The third one comes, you drop it, and you just like wipe it off on your shirt and shove it back in. Yeah, he's yeah, he'll do. Didn't right. kill him. He's all right. I'm Bill Mockabee. Uh, I'm currently the divisional commander for the Salvation Army in the uh, great state of Georgia. I'm Deborah Mockabee. And I'm the director of um, divisional director of women's ministries and officer development um, for the Georgia division. Bill and I've been married. It will be how many? How many? Forty-three years. Forty-three years, years yes, in indeed. June. I checked Good that boy. We sat down. <laughs> <laughs> and we have three boys. Yep. We have William, Bill, and we have Matthew who resides with the King of Kings now, and we have Jeremy, who lives here in Georgia. Those are our boys. And they're all three Salvation Army officers, which is yep. interesting to us because we didn't raise them no. to be Salvationists. No. I, I think we kind of agreed on that pretty yep. early when, when we started. We want them to be men of God. Men of God. If that was in the Salvation, Salvation Army, Army great. Yep. But it's interesting that all three of them ended yep. up uh, they're not following in my, our footsteps. They're no. making their own footsteps, yeah. and that was pretty important to us. But it was interesting to watch that. Our youngest son was a pilot for Delta Airlines and uh, left a very nice career. Uh, I was a little bit bummed out about that, proud. But, I mean, we got some flight perks with all that kind of stuff, so it yeah. was kind of disappointing. But, you know, they're doing all three boys uh, have done very, very well. It was part of our family narrative that you got to do what you do, and we will love you and support you. I mean, that goes without saying, whether yeah. it's part of faith, I think, as a child. If, if they went um, off the straight and narrow, so to speak, we would love them unconditionally no matter what, yeah. period, end of paragraph, end of story. And we tried to assure them of that, and uh, I, th I think as a result of that, they made their own decision. Discipline was different for all three. You know, I could say to one, I'm not proud of you, and that was just devastating. That was, in one would be a lecture, one you could put in the room, and they would just create all kinds of things. Funny story, we would take things away from them. You can't play baseball. We'd take their glove. We'd, we would take everything away, and, and our middle son, Matt, one, I remember one particular time, we'd taken away everything he had, everything. There was nothing left to take away from him, and he's looking at us like, what, what are you going to do now? So we decided in the scripture, the year of Jubilee, where everything was forgiven. So we decided we gave him everything back only so we could start taking it away again. So yeah. that didn't have that big of an impact on he him. He really was. was he was a strong-willed child. Mm -hmm. I mean, extremely strong-willed and uh, add-on attention deficit disorder with hyperactivity. I mean, all of that meshed together. So we knew we had to parent him differently than the younger and the oldest. I mean, there's no manual that comes with no, parenting. No, you learn a lot in being people of faith. Uh, there is a lot that is given to us by the Holy Spirit who, who guides and helps and directs. And, and I would say, you know, the term, it takes a village to rage. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, 
to get, we had a wonderful support group, not hundreds, but there were three or four godly parents, other parents, who were around us who helped in raising the boys. Now, looking back at it, being an old guy and watching them now, I think one of the things that I learned, and I think that I would say to parents of young children now, is that they really did listen. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't think they were listening to anything. But now it's it's so it's a, such a warm feeling. And Deborah and I, you know, when we visit them, you hear them saying the, some of the same things that we said to them. You hear some of the the principles of family. They did did listen, and the investment in them kind of comes back in other generations. Mm-hmm. I think listening, they did listen. The other thing I I look back on now is all the times that we had to say no, and they mm-hmm. were so ticked off with us. But now to hear them, they were glad that we held a standard. And I want to tell you, it hasn't been a bed of roses for us with our children. Uh, we, we have gone through some incredibly deep waters. Uh, one child, uh, our son Matt, he wasn't born. He exploded into the world. I mean, this kid, he was something else. Um, and he had trouble through school behaving. He had attention, ADHD, attention deficit disorder with hyperactivity. He couldn't concentrate. His IQ was off the chart. He just couldn't concentrate. And he practiced stand-up comedy in the classroom. He got bored, and he really did. So he became not a candidate for graduate, high school graduation, and that was devastating to us as a family because the education was important. You know, going through all of that, getting kicked out of school, not doing the things that he had seen, that was that was. That was quite difficult on us and the other two boys to watch to watch him go through that. And the boys went through it as well because there was some disruption to our family. So everything wasn't rosy. Everything wasn't wonderful. It all makes sense in hindsight. Faith, faith, doesn't, faith is absurd unless you're looking in the retrospect. Faith does not make sense right now. And if a parent is listening to this... Uh, and going through what we went through, we're we're witnesses, we're testimonies, and the voice right now is a testimony to the fact that uh, they do hear and they do listen and they come back. Well, and the important lesson I think in all of that was during all of that, Matt in particular knew we don't like what you're doing and how you're acting, but we love you. Kids are are gonna do crazy things. And I think if we're their respite, if we're their safe place, safe place yeah. if we are their unconditional love home, then that will come back in the end to be a salvation piece. The great ending to Matt's story is oh, that he yeah. was saved. Yeah. He accepted Christ and he went as far the other way as he did. I mean, he was an extreme kind of a guy. He's an evangelist. He he became an evangelist. He was street. He lo- he had a heart street for people. people. He he did not have any breaks when it came to helping people. No. And uh, he went to heaven. He he was working in uh, Hurricane Katrina, yeah. and he had been there for a couple of weeks and was exhausted and <clears throat> done all that work. He went home for three days and he was redeployed back uh, to Texas, where the heat was just just if you remember, it's just awful. And he worked 24-7. Even when he should have been taking time off, he found a group of people. So he worked so hard to help people, he became exhausted and dehydrated. And um, 
uh, had a brain aneurysm, and he went to heaven with his boots on. Sounds like a really sad story, but I want to tell you, I, when I go to heaven, I hope I got my boots on because uh, I'm afraid I'm going to be sitting doing a radio talk show or sitting behind my big shot desk. But uh, Matt is a real hero to me. He led a lot of people yeah, to Christ. Did. A lot of people came to Christ as a result of him. Oh, mm-hmm. listen, uh, anger, golly. I went through all of it. I went through three years of total silence with God. God went absolutely silent. I played the part because, I mean, I'm a Salvation Army man, and I played the part. I acted. I put silence, silence. And once I got through that valley, I think, first of all, you got to admit you're in the valley. It's the valley of the shadow of death. You go there. I think grieving and mourning is incredibly important. We, this is a very overgeneralized statement. We don't allow people to grieve. We don't allow people to mourn. If you're a person of faith, if you have an effervescent personality, if you're a fun-loving guy, you, you, and, and, I, and, and I don't know that, that we ever grieve, so you had, we had to be careful that we didn't get out of that step of anger. I was angry for a while. I was angry for a long time, and it became a process for me with other people speaking into my life, with me having an understanding of what it meant for him to go to heaven. Um, you know, that's acknowledging that I'm in the valley. It's it's defining who I am in that valley. When I get, you'll get out of the valley. I mean, there's ways of getting out of the valley. When I get out of that valley, have I defined who God is in my life? If he if he's the God of everything going great, how is if he's the God of the valley? Certainly he is. And going through that made no sense at the time. If I could look back at that now, man, I, I wished I had the ability to write to say to people, the valley is real. You've got to admit you're there. It's the pain is real. There is an anger because there's no understanding. I stopped. This is going to sound cliche, but I promise you it's not cliche. I had to stop asking why and start acknowledging who. Why is uh, why anything? Why am I sitting here right now? So why is 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 important, and we should ask that. But the focus has to be on on the who. And it's okay to be in the valley. I think my my experience was how well how I dealt with it was a little different. I was definitely in the valley, Mm. not reading scripture. I just didn't feel like it. We performed. Yeah, didn't feel like it. And the interesting thing is, we got tons of cards. I felt bad for our mailman, and they all had scripture. So. Although I would not physically open my Bible, there they were in in my face, and I I acknowledge that now that that probably was uh, a gift. From, it was a gift from God, but for me, I was in the valley, and I had, and all of a sudden it hit me, God's okay with me being mad at Him, and He's okay with me being in the valley, but He doesn't want me to stay here. So my, we have a sign in our house: surviving is important but thriving is elegant. When I die, and if my boys speak at my funeral, um, and if you were to ask them now, they, and they would say there are three things Dad taught us. We jokingly say now, as always, say yes, ma'am, to Mama. That's everything about respect, about respecting people. And it's not just Mom. It's people that you come in contact with. Respecting other people, respecting different opinions and different views is incredibly important. So that was the first thing. Uh, the second thing is never let a third strike go by. Now, they were all three baseball players, 
And uh, if anything close, if the ball's close to the plate, you go down swinging, it's fine. We will celebrate you go down swinging. But if you just watch it go by and if you blame the umpire, that, that was bad in our family. So never let a third strike go by. If you go down, go down swinging. And the third one was life's too short to spend it with ugly people, which has nothing to do with facial beauty, but to look for the beauty inside of people, look for the beauty of integrity inside of people and for their relationships with other people. Uh, just don't spend your time hanging around with negative influences. I think they'll say that at my funeral. I, uh, they, they certainly said it to me while I'm alive. So And don't wear your hat at the time. And don't wear <laughs> Thanks for listening. To hear this week's full episode of Wonderful Words of Life, subscribe to the show on iTunes or visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. Soundcast.org.